0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Thank Your Pain podcast, where we take the painful moments in our lives and turn them into lessons and blessings. And today we are blessed to have Joe, aka Mr. Motivation 777, join us on the podcast. Joe himself is an entrepreneur. He has his own clothing brand for men to inspire them for their mental health. He's a model, he's into fitness, he's many, many things. And today he's here to talk about. The misconceptions of men who are going through depression, anxiety, the struggles that men have versus women even. We dive deep into it today on the podcast. I'm so grateful to have him here. So let's dive in. All right. So we are here today with Joe. Welcome back. It's so good to talk to you, see you again. Um, And talking about a very important topic that I think a lot of men can secretly relate to, which is the misconceptions of men who are struggling, who are undergoing, you know, depression, heavy anxiety, things like that. And, you know, Joe is heavily in the public eye, almost a million followers on TikTok. And this is something that he actually has opened up with his his own struggles with. So i um, handing it over to you, Joe, to see if you could talk a little bit about what you've been going through and we can kind of go over it. <clears throat>
1: Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you for getting me on the phone here. We can talk and kind of get this a little bit of exposure. And I mean, I wouldn't say I'm heavily in the public eye, but I'm starting to get there. Um, but what has gotten me a lot of attention pretty much has been talking about the shit that no one wants to talk about, which is basically the behind the scenes of the masculine conscious and a lot of the shit that we go through on our day to day life and how to adapt and overcome in any given situation, but also to help people understand and realize the the struggles and the accomplishments that guys continue to go through from a day-to-day basis and that's not to exclude you know basically the opposite side the feminine side at all but basically to offer a different perspective of things that are may not heavily talked about so i try to be one of the most real or honest you know content creators or what have you that I possibly can be. So that means, yes, you will see when everything's going good and everything's great and everything gung-ho and I'm aggressive and passionate and everything of the sort. Um, but that also means you're going to see when I, you know, when I struggle, you know, when I stumble or whatever. And you could actually see that in probably the past couple months of some of my videos. It's like, just letting everyone know. I was like, hey, this is kind of what's going on. This is why you haven't really seen much of me. This is why <clears throat> I may not be as... Up in ears, cheerful you know i don't really smile anyway but the energy at least is quite there
0: and so do you feel the need to make videos like that like explaining what's going on because you you know post so much on social media like do you feel the need to explain why you're gone and things like that
1: yeah i'll be lying to them i'll be, I'll be lying to them if i am constantly sitting there going you got this motivation that all this other, you know, cliche bullshit, but yeah, it, it works sometimes, but people don't seem to realize too, that sometimes it also helps more if they understand maybe the person that did help them out so much is also human. And even someone like me who is quite literally Mr. Motivation also still deals with shit at the same time. Like, I also still have life struggles. I also still deal with some of the same shit as someone who doesn't even feel like anything still seems to go through. So it almost brings like a sense of like equality and humanity to the whole situation. Like, it's not just like I'm some person that they watch on online that they, you know, get when they are feeling down. It's like, no, this is actually, he's part of the movement. He's not just a character. He's actually in this with us. And it, it just adds a sense of, like, realism to the whole situation.
0: Right. Okay. And so, yeah, in saying that, you said he's part of the movement. He's here with us. Are you saying well, that there's a lot of people who can relate to depression and anxiety and who maybe aren't as honest as you are?
1: Um, yes, I, I'd say probably. No, this is a rough statement. No, don't, don't quote me on this. This is not you know, FDA or CDC approved statistics here, uh, but I, I'd say about 95% of the people would be able to relate that aren't as open or as honest or, you know, self-aware like that. they are not even maybe like self-aware, but able to understand like, this is what's going on. This is what we have to do. You know, everyone goes through depression at some point in their life. Everyone at least experiences anxiety at least once or twice in their life in a sense. Um, and it's like, how many people actually talk about it you know what i mean how many people on a day-to-day basis you know can have an open conversation on some of the shit they've been through or even that they're currently going through we really keep ourselves guarded i mean look at the whole idea of social media it's fake right look at me look at my nice car Look at my nice outfit you know i know you follow me on social media so you, you see me post like you get into the modeling magazines you know I mean, I'll, like getting my hair cut off, different outfits, like just the day-to-day stuff like that. But it's like, those are just the snippets. You know, we only post the good shit. We only post the sides that people want, we want people to see. And then you kind of look a little bit deeper and like, instance, you can have someone take this amazing, badass photo of them maybe leaning on a Lamborghini and in red bottoms and their new Louis Vuitton outfit bullshit, whatever. After that picture's over, they go and return the rental car. Right. And, you know, they're looking at their bank account at the negative $3,000 that they just spent on their credit card. And now they're sitting in an apartment that they could barely afford, about to go to their nine to five job, bawling their eyes out because their parents don't approve of their lifestyle. And their partner just cheated on them. Like, that, that's obviously an extreme.
0: Kind of pretty well, specific. But, I, mean, I was like, are, you, are you recapping your day for me right now? Right, like, right. damn, well, somebody well, out there like, feels like attacked, like they're in their apartment. Right. Like, damn, damn, no Joe's coming after me? Oh, man. Well, no,
1: but I, I try to get really specific with it because if you just take snapshots of that whole situation, each one of those is what certain people go through or what some people go through outside of their social media.
0: Right. Well, and I think social media is becoming a lot more honest now, but specifically for men, can you just like, give us a perspective on that? Because I'm obviously not a man. I'm a men's coach. (laughs) I know it it might fool you. It fools a little bit, (laughs) but from a, you know, just from a, a motivational man's perspective, you know, do you feel like a lot of men are faking it?
1: Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. Right. Um, I, you really have to be aware, but like, not many people actually know how to read people. Not many people actually have enough insight or pay attention enough, or can read people like that to really look at somebody and be like, I see past all your bullshit. So perfect example. Uh, I was at a bar with my buddy, Doug. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I've talked about him before. You know, about him. he's like my goddamn brother, but, uh, We were at a a bar, and this dude came up from behind us. I want to say he was ex-military. I want to say he was ex-army or something. And he was that typical drunk guy in the bar, you know, all over everyone. Hey, dude, arm around the shoulder, whatever. And he kept wanting to arm wrestle or fight somebody. Like, he just, he's like, I I don't know. I just want to get hyped up or whatever. Let's, Let's just go do some stupid shit. So, you know you know, but we're, we're, we're bigger guys too. And even though I've, I've lost some size over the past few months, like I'm still bigger than the average person. And my buddy doesn't do anything, of it. You know, he, he could tell that he was going through some stuff, but he, he doesn't deal with drunk people like that. And I'm looking at this dude and I'm looking at him like, what's actually going on? Like whatever. Like, I, I just saw right through him. Cause he put on that, I'm fine. dude. No, I just, I want to arm I want to do that but he was obviously too intoxicated to have a normal conversation with. So he went on his merry way, kind of left us alone for a little bit. And I was talking to someone that knew him Yeah, he just got rejected uh, for an engagement after three years of being with this girl. Right. So they were together for three years. He proposed, he got rejected. And now that's his way of coping. But the front that he put on is fun, drunk party guy just wants to be aggressive and have fun. Meanwhile, I'm sure if, you know, you gave him a few more shots and tried to talk to him, he'd be breaking down crying in the, in the bathroom.
0: Right. So there's a, there's a lot built in there, right? Like the response for a man when he's feeling extremely emotional is almost like show the complete opposite. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm the fun one. I'm a, like, fuck that bitch, right? Like not to be so crass on my own podcast, <laughs> but like that's the attitude we all take, right? Because we don't want to show weakness like, were hurt. Somebody's down, but especially for men. And also what you said next was he'd probably break down crying in the bathroom. The fact that men have to go to alcohol in order to release some of that emotion, you know, it's heartbreaking. And, and why do you, you know, would you agree with that? And.
1: Oh, well, th- think about it like this though. We get so conditioned and so trained subconsciously to put on this front. It takes so much to actually have that be broken down, not for us, like, genuinely just opening up about it, but for all those guards and insecurities or whatever to be literally stripped down to the bare bone to finally expose what we were going through. Another example is I was talking uh, to one of of the guys we hang out with or whatever, um, and this is, like, stereotypical man. Blue collar, big, hairy, thick bone, like, you, you look at him with his resting bitch face or whatever, and he's like, that could either be the guy that's got your back or you mess with him and his family, whatever. And he has no problem killing you just real rough and tough, whatever. Tell me why, you know, this guy had a few drinks, whatever, but tell me why within 20 minutes, I had him bawling his eyes out. And obviously it's not my business to share, you know, what he told me, but basically going over all the stuff that he probably hasn't told a whole lot of people in his entire life but you could tell like that stuff was buried so deep down and i was trying to help him like kind of analyze like this is what you went through this is why you were acting like this this is why you were currently you know reaching out like this like boom boom boom, boom, boom. granted of course you don't talk business when you're intoxicated i don't really drink anymore so obviously i'm, I'm the sober one but still it's the fact that it took that much and for him to like feel that comfortable to finally drop those guards.
0: Right. Well, and I love what you said too, about men being conditioned to basically hide everything in the subconscious, because that's what I've seen as well. And what I've re-seen it as also is men are conditioned to suffer and to associate suffering with gain the more I suffer, the more I gain, right? Like work hard, play hard. Well, maybe that doesn't associate. Okay, the, no pain, no well, gain. That Okay, one. well,
1: first of all, first I know exactly where you're coming from when you said that because that was literally the conversation we had the last time we talked. So I know. I don't know. appreciate you. I don't and appreciate I, you and what, what, like,
0: what happened? Yeah. I don't want to pull in. I told you so, didn't I? But I said you're going to burn out, didn't I? And then what happened? You got sick um, as heck.
1: No, 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 no. Because you were that down. You were
0: down for the count.
1: Well, first of all, I'm still alive and well, thank you. And second of all, that conversation happened after the fact. I got sick, and what happened, no, that happened after?
0: Before when I was in Colombia, because it was only when I came back from Colombia that I got sick, and we got sick at the same week. I know, I remember. You can't just was, was, was,
1: was it was it really that long ago? Because I thought that was yeah. December. Oh, it's yeah. been a minute, huh? Yeah. Okay, maybe I did die a little bit, <laughs> but, but but but, however. I will say this, though. First of all, don't don't die on me. I, I see I see that. I see that. Um, secondly, yes, I know you're giving me a lot of shit for rough and tough pain, suffering, and all that, and kind of going through the motions or whatever. However, you know me well as anyone else that takes two seconds to take a look at me. I obviously don't have that quitting mentality. I will keep going and going and going. It doesn't matter. And where did that lead me to? Well... I got accepted in two magazines and looking for more later on. On top of that, my own business is personally growing in the sense that, you know, slowly but surely I'm getting, you know, more and more excuse me, uh clients in my coaching. Um, and I'm looking to further grow my own website and, you know, offer more in the coaching getting back on the podcast. I'm looking to get more, but like everything is slowly but surely on the up, right? I'm even looking to, Quit my full time job to move over to do this full time. So, yes, this, the suffering at that time did suck, right? But what came out of that was the reality of okay, time to hit the pause button for two seconds, understand the reality of the situation. One, give me an opportunity to be real with my followers and have that sense of, you know, almost building trust and loyalty, not only myself, but the movement and the brand name. <clears throat> and also helped me to restructure everything right to the point now where i need to sit down get everything reorganized and get everything situated right so we need those moments of heavy heavy struggle to get us to understand that we need a change of course so we can keep going it's not a dead stop and i just totally disagree
0: if you don't have to struggle why would you struggle You know what I mean? Like if you don't have to struggle, why would you struggle? So the narrative that I need to suffer in order to gain is totally perplexing to me. And that's what I'm saying is that men are taught this narrative. I need to suffer in order to learn a lesson. I need to suffer in order to gain something. You're finding the silver lining in hindsight. But if you could have everything that you have without having to go through that shit, why wouldn't you, right? Like if you could still learn the lessons-
1: because Because nothing good from life can come struggling because struggling induces growth right you have to struggle in order to grow that's why it's called growing pains like literally even your physical body when you're growing is going through right some but there's a pain. difference
0: between growing and like suffering like having to endure pain that's just the way you look at it okay so but the, this is the thing right because like i'm saying like you don't have to do that but you want okay. you want to suffer. Okay, then give me another option then.
1: Give me another option besides I mapped it line. out.
0: We were coaching together and I mapped out a lot of things for you. You have to challenge yourself on the idea that I don't have to suffer in order to have good things happen to me because this is how we fall into the um, self-fulfilling prophecy of suffering, right? Like if we believe we have to suffer in order to gain, we're going to look for ways that we do suffer in order to gain. Right? As so, opposed to if you don't have that mentality, you open up doorways without having to endure super hard lessons. Like, I'm not saying anybody can go through life without any hard lessons at all, but I'm I saying will, you don't have to keep yourself in a continuous loop over and over again.
1: All right, well, rid, rid of me this then. What about the um, the highly successful people, or even like even that military mindset of that, that almost like sick and twisted of like, no, I like to struggle. No, I like going through the hard shit that makes me, you know, it it conditions you and conditions the body conditions, the mind of anything like that. Because one of the best ways to obviously learn something is to actually experience it yourself. How do you think I've acquired the mindset that I have, at, especially at such a young age from the shit that I've gone through? You look at any hyper, that didn't even come out right. Hyper successful person, right? Entrepreneur, actor, you know, even in the military, regardless. And ask them the shit that they've been through to get to the point where they're at. For example, I'll name Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Andy Frisella or Seth Rossi, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, shit, even Donald Trump or any other cliche bullshit politician, whatever, if you want to look at that perspective, right? If you want to look at uh, Tom Brady, But it's the idea of these hyper-successful men have learned one thing that, you know, when you talk about, that's different, right? You see it as, oh, I see you struggling. You don't have to struggle. There's another way, you know, you shouldn't have to suffer like that. And it's like, no, but I like it.
0: But I like it. Do you like it? Because when you talk about it, when you're going through it, you don't like it.
1: No, because when you're going through it, it fucking sucks.
0: So I'm saying like, it's it's like if you go to the gym and you're intending to push yourself, right? That is that is like a growing pain, right? You, you got to push yourself to grow your muscles. It sucks because you're like, oh fuck, squatting sucks, hurts my legs, whatever. But to go through suffering as in like, I'm gonna stay in a shitty job that I don't like because I have to be here. I'm gonna live in a place that I don't like because I have to be here. I'm gonna keep Season dating practice. the same toxic people over and over again because okay, I feel like no, I have to be here. Like the pain of your limiting no, beliefs no. will keep you no, no, in, a, no, no. in a toxic cycle with yourself.
1: That's, that's, that's different though. That's different. All the things that you that you put, right? all the things that you said are choices, right? All those things that you said are limiting factors in the mind that are so what's choices, not right? a choice so what
0: things that happen are not a choice
1: me getting sick me getting into a car accident but did you not
0: going. work did without I mean, sleeping oh, did on. you not have oh. days where you couldn't take care of yourself
1: let me finish it's first of all you said things that are out of my control so me getting sick was inevitable Right. Me, me having an illness that was gonna you know happen regardless of the situation however you know crashing the car getting the stuff stolen getting you know abused by my mother getting out of the abusive relationship that i was in right i'm just simply going off of the way you said it of i'm choosing to stay in the shitty job because i have to i'm choosing to live where whatever because i have to and it's you don't have to But some places are temporary that move you to a different spot in life. But it's the people that choose to stay in those shitty situations. Sometimes don't even realize that they're even suffering. That's where you get the whole idea of the average American working the 9 to 5 and living the bum average life. They're not the happiest. They may not be miserable, depressed, and in a slump. But they're empty. And in a sense, that is some of the worst ways to suffer is that feeling of non-fulfillment and that feeling of being empty but those are all things in your control right how you control is basically your response to it you simply just ask what are things that are not in your control
0: well because everything when it boils down to it is technically a choice because something that we chose ended us up here
1: right not your not
0: your childhood template you couldn't choose that right using that as a foundation as your lesson right. Or whatever you want to garner meaning from your life. Sometimes life just sucks balls, but exactly like what you said, how most people don't realize that they're suffering because we've been conditioned to believe that a certain way of life is the best way of life. And that goes back to what I was saying about men have been conditioned to suffer. So subconsciously you've been conditioned to, to like your own pain. And it keeps you in this loop of being a societal robot because It keeps us in a matrix and women too, like women have been conditioned to really give a shit about what everybody thinks about how they look. And like a woman's value is, you know, her looks and whatever, and whatever else is associated with being a woman. So it's like, we're trapped in certain matrices and it's just crazy how it controls our lives, you know? So whatever you get, you feed off of, right? Like feed off your pain, feed off your suffering. But as long as you're aware that maybe things could be different or whatever,
1: Right. So I'm, I'm going to offer you this perspective. Though. Yes, you know, it, it could be a subconscious choice, like you said, how I how I like to suffer. You know, what sets me apart from other people is the fact that it's almost like anxiety. You can use it in two different ways. And it's people's choice on how you use it. I choose to use my suffering in the area of self-growth. Right. So I can use the pain and suffering as a learning lesson to grow. What can I learn from this? What can I adapt from this? What can I gain from this? Whereas some people use it as a crutch or they
0: use it as a cripple that's what yeah sorry you went you went out the sound went out for a second um so
1: i constantly get phone calls all day every day
0: so how do you think so when you're saying that you say people mostly use it as x what do you think men mostly do with that what's inside of them
1: That's a good question I'd, I'd say they mostly use it as almost like an excuse right, right? why do you say I, that I be, well because just like you said how we're conditioned right i mean I, th- I think we may have talked about this or spoken on this topic before in a sense of like look at the way we're kind of brought up in society right the whole idea is that we go to school we go to college we get out with a whole copious amount of debt but then the whole main degree of it is like to find a woman to do everything we can to marry that one woman so that we can get a house take care of our business take care of our kids right just work and provide and go through the motions and finally maybe at the age of 65 we can hopefully retire if we did everything right then maybe enjoy life at that and then fucking, play some golf God. right 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 no seriously and then fucking die because that's the narrative that we've been told mm-hmm. so that's the narrative that they're like oh this is just the way it is and they put their suffering or their depression or anything on the back burner because they have to work they have to provide for their family they have to take care of their shit so it's sounds like they're like i can't do anything else because this is what i have to do this is what i'm supposed to do this is just the way it is
0: Okay. And so that being said, is there any advice or anything that you would say to that guy listening right now, who's maybe stuck in that hamster wheel?
1: Be very careful getting married. And don't give a shit about what other people think about you in terms of the way you live your life. One of the biggest issues I always run into, especially with guys, are these two topics is women and the idea that they're not living up to their standard of their parents their friends or what everyone else thinks they should do and I don't mean and I made a video on this too but I, I know I worded it just right because people actually understood like I wasn't trash talking women on this when I say all of guys problems seem to be centered around women it's because we let our problems be centered around women right And in, I in hindsight like we constantly choose these women that are one not good for us that we have no intention of be or like no purpose or reason to even be with right they're not good for us but it's the fact that not only that but then we choose to either marry these women or have kids with these women or choose to chase women that aren't interested in us or choose to get ourselves in these situations all because we have this conditioned mind of like i just need that one you know so uh it's like that one video i had Uh, I had go viral where it's like, you don't center your entire life and your entire being around, you know, your partner. And I know we had talked about it and it it still blows my mind because some of the guys actually got it right. They, They actually were able to figure it out. Like, no, driving my purpose and my partner's on her purpose and we grow together. But majority of the women that commented in that video were like, yo, he's actually right. And then I'm sure you read some of the comments. Majority of the right. guys are like, "What are you talking about? Who hurt you? My is right. my son. <laughs> my wife's my son. My my I, woman
0: my, is my purpose. Like, it's fine for right. like family and whatever to be your purpose, but to make a person your purpose, a puts a lot of pressure on them. And we talked about this on your podcast. puts a lot of pressure on them, and also like completely loses yourself. Right? Like well, you're making yourself in depending on another person and their validation.
1: Right, right. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to just kind of add this real quick too. It's like so I know you just said, you know, it's okay making your family your purpose. It's not even about that. Right? Cuz look at it this way though. One, your kids turn 18. If you raise them right, and raise them accordingly, they should be self-sufficient enough to move out and survive on their own. Mm-hmm. Why would you make your kids your entire purpose if they are eventually going to leave and live their own life? And I get it being a dad, that whole like no, I want to make sure my kids are always okay, and you know I always got them. I always take care of them, but you can't do that forever. You can't baby them. You can't watch over them forever. The way, the way you raise them, the way you teach them, they should be grown enough to a point where when they're ready to leave, they will be able to grow and be a leader on their own, and you just kind of maybe guide them in the areas that they don't know. But here's the thing. Yes, your family, like you said, some people put as their purpose, but let me offer this perspective. What if it's maybe not your family that's your purpose, but it's the idea of you feel the most fulfillment and feel the most fulfilled in your purpose because you're a leader in that family. Maybe your right. purpose is you're a provider. So fulfilling in that purpose is you're a provider for that family. Because not only can you take that and now you're getting fulfilled in your purpose by being a provider in your family, but now you're being a provider in your job and your community and your friends. Right. It's, bigger, it's bigger than that.
0: Right, exactly.
1: So I think that's definitely a narrative that has gotten... Even when I talk to a lot of guys too, and I even mention the idea of purpose, their mind immediately goes to career. Mm-hmm. Well, my purpose is to be a mechanic. My purpose is to be a soldier. My purpose is to be a, a fucking cashier, if that's all they think they're good for. And I'm like, no. No, and I'll even break it down to this. It's like, okay, so say for uh, perfect example, I met at least two, two or three coaching calls ago. This guy really liked coding. And he thought his whole purpose was to be an IT guy. Like, the, First of all, that sounds like a really boring purpose to have in life. But to use their own, regardless, I'm like, what if it's actually just because you like helping people? Not just being an IT guy, but the acts of service of helping people and the way you fulfill those acts of service is through one of the hobbies that you are very passionate about. I just simply took his one little limited mindset, of like this is all it, is, and this is all it can be. I'm like, no, 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 what if you grew that? What if you took that mindset and brought it outside of just this college education, career, whatever, and grew that to be like, I know I like IT, and I know I like serving and helping people. Now, what if you grew that in a sense of like, I'm gonna figure out all I need to know about IT, maybe be a freelance do my own business do whatever and now your ability and potential goes so far outside of college and career that now you are no longer limited by that college education and that by single job career-oriented mindset and now you could really start feeling fulfilled when you're able to help that many more people outside of just that single lane path
0: right well and that just goes on to the idea that purpose is it's like expansive and it can change right so like maybe at first if you if you don't know what your purpose is or like you start off like okay my purpose is my family and over time you're like okay no it it actually is more than just family, right? Like if if someone's been living their whole life and they you know, the whole life, they were like, oh my God, my kids are my purpose. And now they're at this midlife crisis, which is where I see a lot of men, right? <laughs> they, they have achieved so much in work and they have the money and what they're desiring is something more. Well, it's because before it was kind of like a limited mindset of just just this small family unit. Now take the skills that you've learned and, you know, the, the values and things and, and expand it and blow it up. I- exactly like what you said, so- I I, I wouldn't
1: even call. I wouldn't even call it a midlife crisis because I mean I've been on calls with guys that are in their twenties that are feeling like this.
0: Right. Well, I I would just like the midlife crisis is what we categorize it as. But actually, and I love that you brought that up too because I see a lot of younger men in this quarter life or midlife crisis. I think it's really just an awakening of self. Right. Like people are waking up way earlier because of the internet and because of talks like these where we're just like, holy shit, bringing reality to people. It's not about the, your purpose is not a career or a skill set. It's it's something from within you that, you know, you can apply to anything and expand outward.
1: Well, I mean, look, look at it like this in society standard of like, there's no way you could have that old school mindset where you end up getting that midlife crisis at the age of, you know, 30, 40, 50, where now you hit that, like, there has to be something like I'm missing something, right? because that that comes after that old school idea of school college marriage career whatever right cuz now it's like now it's like you don't have those old school mindsets anymore those people people don't think like that anymore so now these guys are getting out of you know high school or getting out of college and they're now they're like oh well, shit cuz they I can't do. have that old that old school you know, family structure, that old school dating structure, that old school work structure, everything is completely different now. Back then it was easier just to kind of go with the flow. I was just going to say that
0: before there was at least like a pathway that somebody had, right? So that also gave a man a purpose. The purpose was to uh, go to college. The purpose was to get a good job. The purpose was to take care of your family. That was a man's purpose as the provider, right? As biologically the hunter, right? That's how you yep. hunted. Like you, you have the job, you're the breadwinner. And since the narratives have changed men have felt lost because there's no structure anymore. What the fuck do we do? There's no pathway. If I go to college and get a job and whatever, like women's mentalities have changed too. So it's not like it's as easy to just settle down and take care of the wife and the kids and stuff because people have different narratives. And that's why I go back in my coaching to the man himself and like, Hey, I know all this shit around you seems chaotic and crazy and confusing, but once you clear up who you are, Like, what do you actually want? What are your core values? Like, you know, what are your love languages? Things about you, then your path is made for you, right? And then you can cut out the people who don't align with that or cut out the women who don't align with that and start looking for patterns of the life that you do want. Start looking for the people who do align with that. And then life gets a lot easier.
1: Oh, yeah. And like, men really got flipped around. With that, like when the whole mentality, kind of like you said, when the whole mentality of the feminine mind changed of now we have, you know, the strong, independent woman don't need no man I can provide for myself <laughs> or whatever. And all these guys that, you know, still, still maybe had that old school mindset of, you know, provide, protect, you know, care for like, well, none of these women want me to provide, protect or care for them anymore. And like, well, now what, what is my job? Right, they're like, now what the fuck do I do with my, myself? And I'm like, well, now maybe you could actually start doing the shit that you wanted to do in life and then maybe attract a woman that, you know, is right for you in that sense. Instead of trying to force it onto someone who is going to look at you and be like, oh, fuck you, dude, I can buy my own shit.
0: Right, well, and it, it forces men to have to change the narrative that they've been taught. Like, you know, hide your feelings, just suppress things. Don't, because when you do that, you can't know what you like or what you want right because you're so focused on what the world is going to validate you for right so men also have to face that challenge of like okay i don't know what i want because i haven't looked so they have to find a space to actually look at what they want look at what they like be able to follow that path because we're being forced to provide different values women are no longer as valuable if they just want to be mothers i mean in small pockets right like women could just rely on like being mothers and being caretakers before men could just rely on being providers and being fathers before. Now we have to provide different value because women are breadwinners and you know, men are doing, you know, their own thing. I totally lost my train of thought there, but you know what I mean? Like we (laughs) have to provide different values.
1: I mean, so I'd be careful what you say there and just, and just a little bit, because even now, even though like societal norms have changed or, you know, even societal structures and the family structures have changed, Women could still get by if they wanted to, simply being, you know, the housewife and the mother and things like that. That will always and forever still be an option for them because there will always be a man willing to, you know, take on that role. Now, the only difference is the other option has laid out for the fact that if they wanted to go and be the breadwinner and be a leader and do all, you know, the one great things that women can do now or at least have an option for them to do now or it's not you know looked awkward beyond that is not an option for them here's the difference though guys can't do that if i wanted to sit on my ass and be like oh, i'm just gonna wait here and i'm just gonna wait for someone to take care of me well, well that'll, okay that'll be put a pause st-
0: on that because you just made a whole entire thing about what women are doing right if we're going to say women are at home taking care of the children and being a housewife, that's totally different than just sitting on your ass and just waiting for someone to take care of you. Because there are men who do that too, right? Like there are men who actually do our stay at home dads. And there are men who are lazy pieces of shit, just like women. There are, I'm not, we're not sticking up no, no, for like but, all but, men and women but, are like but, having the best well, intentions no, no. with life.
1: Well, no, 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 no. You, you cannot, you cannot say those extremes though. Yes, those extremes of like, Oh, the whole sit on my ass, lazy motherfucker! Well, you—you you just been...
0: said an extreme. That's why I called you
1: on No, 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 no. What I said was, if a woman wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and a mother, that would be—that is always an option for her, right? with the right guy who's able to step up to that role. However, here's the difference: as a guy, I will no—no no woman in the right mind that would ever. I'm a, how do I, how, I want to word this very carefully because I know you're going to pick apart every single word that I say. No higher value woman that is actually seeking more out of life, right? Someone who actually wants to have a good quality of life, meaning she's well taken care of financially, mentally, emotionally, and all those aspects. Would tolerate a guy indefinitely, you know, the whole deathless part for a guy that is on his ass. And doesn't provide some sort of value. There's a difference between being a stay-at-home dad and just a fucking hang around. The idea is the fact that guys cannot produce children in any facet of the way. That's what makes women special is that they can provide something that men can't, which is children and a family. They can turn a household into a home, hence why they will always be valued no matter what. If they choose that path, now the the deadbeats and the hanging arounds the whatevers, that is an extreme. That is a that is an outlier outside of those are the, those are the real lazy mom, the real pieces of shit. You know what I'm saying? So we cut those out of statistics either way because those are such outliers. The same goes for men, and also the same goes for the extremes, the overachievers on both sides. Mm-hmm. You, you, you kind of get what I'm saying with that? So it's like just even in society alone. You you can't have a guy just sit on his ass, and it's just and for a woman to come along and just be like, "I'm going to take care of you," or I want to be able to just provide for her. you. Don't have to do anything because I'm not I'm not giving I'm not giving anything. I don't have a child to give. I can't make a I can't make a house a home, right? But if my woman, right, if my girlfriend or wife or whatever, we have a kid, or she just wants to be. You know, the stay-at-home wife or mom or whatever, that's completely okay. Why? Because she can make that house into a home. There's a different energy there. There's a different vibe there. That's that's very different. And that all goes to the psychological way that we act and think and carry out our day. That goes all the way back to how we are structured, right, and how we interact with people. That... Goes back to the very reason why Chris Brown, was it Chris Brown? No, it wasn't Chris. Chris Brown is the singer. Um
0: Chris Brown uh, like beat Rihanna when they dated. I don't no, know. If no, not,
1: that's a not, good not example. Chris Brown. <laughs> not not Chris Brown. Uh, the the comedian. Fuck, I'm, I'm drawing a blank.
0: Chris Rock, um, Dave Chappelle. Yes.
1: No, I, I'm just naming off black comedians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's all the only comedians I know close to Chris no, it, Brown.
1: It, it Chris Rock. I think it was Chris Rock basically said women children women children or dogs are loved unconditionally that's the whole idea of unconditional love because no matter what they have some innate initial value no matter what that that is looked completely different upon and that's not just a societal thing that goes outside of society because after a guy hits you know guy reaches manhood right where he has looked to make something of himself if he doesn't what happens whereas look at what happened even up until now it's always been women and children first we can leave dogs out of the picture because everyone loves dogs and no one will ever you know you fuck with the dog someone will kill you just because you fucked with the dog like i'm sure everyone can fucking agree on that right if anyone sees you, like, even hit a fucking dog, like, I will, I will shoot you right in the face Nothing twice about it. So we can leave that just even out of the statement. But, think about the reality of the situation, right? Children have value just because of their sheer innocence and potential, regardless. They have a sense of innocence about them. Women have value because they can provide what a man can't. This is why everyone keeps this is why everyone hates the saying but you can't deny the fact that men have to provide some sort of value but everyone always associates that with financial value it's like no no it could be emotional it could be physical it could be intellectual value but it has to be something hey
0: okay, well i mean this topic Goes way deeper than what we have time left for, so we have to keep everybody on a cliffhanger. Um, I think we actually talked actually about that on the on the live podcast that that we did with you initially. Like we went into yeah. this a little bit more in depth because I remember that exact quote. But wow, Joe, every time we get into a conversation, it always goes someplace deep. Um, <laughs> we unfortunately well, don't have <laughs> we don't have any more time to. today to uh, to dive into this. But um, thank you so much for joining us today thank you everybody who's listening um can't wait to have you at the mirror of the man at the year of the man summit where you know you dive into some other deep stuff masculine feminine energy or um you know whatever questions the audience has for you and uh i just really appreciate you being here so thank you so much
1: no thank you so much for having me i'm gonna have a lot of fun with that